Hi, welcome to NWR Newscast. I'm your host and news editor, Neil Ronahan. Um, the show is going to be different from Radio Free Nintendo and Radio Trivia, our other two podcasts. Basically, we're going to focus more on you know recent news, probably have a bi-weekly format, go opposite Radio Trivia, stuff like that. But basically today, to just outline it, we're going to go over new releases, which there's not really much right now because we're in the dead of summer. Um, then we're going to go over uh, whatever weekly games came out, like WiiWare, DSiWare, and Virtual Console. And then we're going to go over a couple news stories. And with me today is staff writer Luke. Um, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Balitsky. Balitsky? Polish yep. A? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, all right. Uh, I guess we can call this the third pillar. Um, I, I guess it's going to be NWR Newscast for right now. The name might change. This is kind of just the pilot episode, just to see how it goes. But um, I guess let's get into it. We have basically one decent new release this week before the coming storm of Wii Sports Resort, and that's Little King Story, which is from XC, developed by Marvelous, right? Yep. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm pretty excited for this game. It looks like it's. it's I've heard really good things about it. I think. Uh, our UK correspondent and podcasting editing extraordinaire, Greg Leahy, got it uh, Got it back when it came out in Europe in April. And I don't think he was 100% in love with it, but he definitely seemed to enjoy it, and I've read nothing but great reviews of it. Yeah, it's been, it's been getting uh, great reviews, but from what I saw, I really think it's weird that it's lacking any pointer functionality, considering how in New Play Control Pikmin, it worked so well. And I just can't understand why they omitted that functionality, but from what I heard, it controls uh, beautifully. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard really good things about the controls as well, but the yeah, especially how it's so similar to Pikmin and it doesn't have that pointer control, but I'm definitely excited for it. I really want to get it. I don't think I should get it. I have the, I have the money available to get it, but I shouldn't really spend that money, but We'll see. I mean, I don't even know how much time I'm going to get with Wii Sports Resort and all the other games I have and are reviewing. But Yeah, it's understandable. I might pick it up down the line. Yeah. Wii Sports Resort is definitely going to be a big one for me as well, and probably most of the other staff as well. Yeah, I know uh, Zach Miller, who's doing the review for it, he just received it last night. He put up a nice unboxing video up on the site, so that's cool. Oh, that should um, be nice to look at. Or not the unboxing video, just the unboxing photos. <laughs> um, with uh, with his, his, his dog and cat wearing a scarf, or a lay, a lay that Nintendo sent him. But it's up on the site, and I believe it's under a staff blog. But I mean, I'm excited to see what he's going to see say about it, and I'm really excited to play the game. Um, I got to play it at E3, and everything that I played, which wasn't really that much because of the chaos that was E3, like, I played the basketball game, which was a lot of fun. I played one of the dogfighting things I really wasn't in love with, but... The airplane one? Yeah, it's the plane one when you're flying over the island, which was two-player, and I guess it's only two-player, but the island's gigantic, and you have to, like, shoot people down, and it's just the island's too big for it. Did it make you want to get a Pilot Wings game for Wii with, uh, with um, Wii Motion Plus yeah, controls? Yeah, that, that would definitely be fantastic. Yeah. Although I've actually... Um, embarrassing story here. I've never actually played Pilot Wing 64. I have the Super Nintendo one, but 
for some reason. I just I just missed that. Same here, so don't worry yeah. too much. <laughs> I'm hoping that it comes out on Virtual Console, because I keep on hearing it come up about how cool it is and how great it would be for Wii. Yeah, but looking at the current trend of Virtual Console, it might take years for it to come out. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's a, that's a good segue into uh, this week in Nintendo Downloads, which is, you know, the weekly update that Nintendo sends out with hmm. WiiWare, DSiWare, and Virtual Console. But this week, there was no Virtual Console. Boo. Which, apparently, um, I know we initially reported it as it was the first week since we launched back in 2006 without Virtual Console. But there was uh, the WiiWare launch last year on May 12th, 2008 to be exact. There was no Virtual Console there, but there was also the start of a new service. Yeah, I mean, so honestly, it's understandable. Yeah, and... This week without Virtual Console, especially how it's just been a barren, empty wasteland for, I don't know, a, roughly a year, maybe? After we've been having <laughs> three titles a week, now we're down to one. We got two last week, so that's probably why we don't have any this week. Yeah, it's, They blew their load. It's been a dry spell after Majora's Mask came out and we got nothing. I'm guessing they... I hope they're not using the excuse that they released two Virtual Console games uh, last week and uh they're using it as an excuse to release zero yeah that'll be stupid um but on the WiiWare side we got three games final yeah, Fantasy. which is the, the usual trend right now is that we're getting three games which yeah. is nice it's, it's great it's a lot better than one one and one yeah it's nice maybe they were maybe all the development teams so were ramping up um and all collided into a big summer launch yeah yeah so I'll just uh, go through them briefly. The first one is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles My Life as a Dark Lord, which is a sequel to uh, one of the WiiWare launch titles. And this time, instead of playing as the good guys, you play as the bad guys. And more of a tower defense type of thing. Yeah, which kind of goes against what made me initially excited for this game when it was revealed, I believe, at GDC back in March. Um, I, I, I like My Life as a King, I know... James had good things to say about it. I have a good friend of mine, like, fell in love with that game and kept on trying to get me to get it, but it's not necessarily my type of game in, like, the kind of slow sim yeah, type. Yeah, it's, it's understandable, but it was uh, definitely enjoyable. Yeah, I've, 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 like, I've heard nothing but good games in My Life as a King, and I heard My Life as a Dark Lord, and the thing that immediately came to mind was that we're going to get My Life as a King, but instead of being a hero, you're going to be a bad guy, and it's going to play the same way. Which, I guess if you really think about it, what are the people in My Life as a King doing? They're going out and attacking towers, yeah. basically. So that's, I mean, I guess it, it makes sense and everything, but it's just, I had this grander hope. And, yeah. I don't know, tower defense games were never stuff that I really got into that much to begin with. And the growing trend of them, like, it's just, it's just not my bag. Yeah, I understand that. But I think it's cool that you get to summon um, creatures in yeah. order to stop the heroes, the endless horde of heroes. And like the last game, uh, My Life as a Dark Lord is full of uh, download content. I believe from, uh, um, if I count up everything, if you buy the game and all the DLC, it's 30, um, 3,700 points, so $37, which is just insane. Yeah, it's basically like you're buying a DS game for your WiiWare. Yeah, except it's not Final Fan. It's not the sequel to Final Fantasy yeah. IV. But I guess I guess the one thing about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, My Life is a Dark Lord. Sorry to go through the whole name, but I guess the one thing about it is that it's not like this is necessary to play the game. 
as as uh, it's to my understanding that I think a bulk of that DLC is like the costume stuff. It's maybe like some bonus creatures and dungeons or something. Yeah, it's also bonus spells, and you get some yeah. cameos like Palum and Kane. Oh, that's that's actually pretty cool. But yeah, and you also get costumes, so uh, which just is superfluous. I don't know. With with the whole uh, the, the Pepsi Rock Band summer thing, I might end up getting this just because of the fact that if I just keep on drinking Pepsi, I'm going to keep on getting like 200 Wii points with every bottle of Pepsi I get. So I might just <laughs> buy everything that I have any interest on WiiWare at this point. That sounds like a great way. Yeah. This, the second title it, we have is Battle Poker from uh, Left Field Productions. Who which was famous for Excite Bike 64, the NBA courtside games, which I think there were two. Yeah. And Nitro uh, Bike, which I guess they're not really famous for that. They just did that, which I guess shows you how far you can fall after being a Nintendo second party. Yeah, it's a, it's a big curse. So we've been seeing uh, um, this generation how... Um, Rare, Silicon Knights. There you go. Left Field. I mean, Left Field was never really like a huge company to begin with. They did Excitebyte 64 as their claim to fame. And the only other games I remember from them are... Uh, NBA Courtside for N64, and then I think it was NBA Courtside 2002 with Kobe Bryant on GameCube. Yeah, and supposedly in this game, you basically flip over the card and uh, try to assemble um, the best poker hand in each round. And Is that kind of like how Jungle Speed was? Because I've, I've, I've heard that I've, that's like a quick-moving card game, basically. That's that's where I'm coming with my basis on that. I keep on hearing that people who are, whoever plays Jungle Speed seems to love it. Yeah, I'm guessing, except it's more poker-themed, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, uh, I don't know. It's, I still, it just makes me think of Excitebots right now. That's probably the best poker implementation in a video game I've ever seen. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, unless you're doing, like, online poker for money, I, I've never really seen much of a point of just playing poker for, you know, the hell of it. Yeah, but then again, um, WiiWare also has a bunch of other card games, like you said, Jungle Speed. Yeah. And we have a couple of others, so... It might I, get I think there was a launch one that was a blackjack game. And yeah. I, there's some other game loft games, I'm sure, that are card games. Yeah, and then there's another um, game loft game that got, recently got re-rated in the ESRB, Sexy oh. Poker. That sounds uh, <laughs> pretty sexy. Yeah, and it's actually, <laughs> and if it actually comes out, it'll be the first uh, rated M uh, WiiWare game. Yeah. From and game I loft. think, I think it, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I remember hearing that Splatterhouse Two, I think it was. It came out on Virtual Console that that's rated M, but I remember hearing something that it might have been Team, but I'm not yeah. sure. So it might be like the first mature rated thing on that's downloadable for a Nintendo system. Yeah, I just want to see who has um, enough courage just to download it. Yeah, <laughs> or I mean, it just, that, that kind of reminds me of like the beer pong game last year. Which yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting for a night where I get really drunk and buy that game. <laughs> I don't really think that's gonna happen. I finally picked up Choniki the other week, but that's a tangent that I'll go into in the forums if you really want me to. Okay. But, but I mean, that's a, it, it's just one of those kind of like goofy games that basically the people that they're selling sexy poker and beer pong in the beer pong game, I think Pong Toss Frat Pong Pong Toss Frat Party <laughs> Games was I believe the name of the game. But the, like, I mean, who are they selling that to? But like, people who are just like, oh, cool, it's beer pong or sexy beer pong or sexy poker. Let's buy that. I mean, that's really what they're selling that to. They're not selling it to people who are actually looking for a good game. Yeah, and it It's the same people that bought the guy game for Xbox. Yeah, and it contrasts uh, Nintendo's family-friendly um, yeah. philosophy with Wii. Well, uh, you know, that hardcore market, that's the way you can tap them, is by releasing <laughs> crap like sexy poker. 
All right. And um, last but maybe certainly least um, <laughs> is um, Five Spots Party, which, from what I understand it, you find mistakes in photos, which sounds oh so interesting. How much is that game? Um, it, I five, think it's five. Is it five dollars? Yeah. Um, five Spots is five dollars. Yes, five hundred oh, points. Five Spots, five dollars makes sense. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's from Cosmo Not Games, which I've never heard of them before, and I think there's kind of a reason for that. I, I don't really think that Five Spots Party is up our alley, but... Yeah, it recently came out in Europe, and I don't know, it didn't seem to make a splash there as well. Well, the uh, the last thing for this week in Nintendo Downloads is uh, DSiWare, where we got another art style game, which I think brings us up to maybe five art style games in total. Awesome. Um, yeah, just DSi styles. alone? Well, uh, DSi, yeah, because DSi launched with Aquia, we had Picto Bits, um, Box Life, um, Base 10, and I think Zengage is the fifth one. I might be missing one, I'm not sure. Yeah, I really liked the WiiWare um, art style games, so if, when I get a DSi, yeah. my first five purchases are definitely going to be the art yeah, style they're, games. They're, they're all the, really, I mean, some of them are misses, like. I reviewed Aquia back when it came out. Like, uh, it's it's good, but I'm not in love with it. But like, Picto Bits is amazing, and Box Box Life gets really hard really fast. But it's it's just such a quirky game, and for five dollars, these are perfect. Yeah. But Zen Gage, it kind of reminds me vaguely of Mancala. I downloaded it last night. Didn't get a lot of time to play it, but it's like you go through these different like levels where um you have like uh, different colored squares, and like uh well like it's Basically, they'll be, like, white boxes in, like, a formation. And occasionally some of them will be, like, blue. And then you'll have balls that you'll have to rotate around to get to get them to all fit into the boxes. I'm, I'm doing a terrible explanation of it. But, <laughs> I mean, it's it's all the art style games are really hard to explain. And this one, I mean, it, it seems really fun. I'm excited. I, I want to play more of it. And, I mean, that's really... it. It's why I bought the DSi was for stuff like this. Because there really hasn't been any other reason to have a DSi besides DSiWare. What about Mario vs. Donkey Kong? Which is also fantastic. And you can also read my review of that, too. My, uh, my two DSiWare reviews were just brought up. Actually, there was a third, but I'm not going to bring that up because that game was awful. Uh, which one is that? <laughs> uh, that was, that was WarioWare Snapped. Oh, which yeah. I wanted to be good. Tech I actually demo. mistakenly thought it was DIY at first. And then I realized that it wasn't, and then I got upset. Big but, mistake there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so let's go on to uh, the news segment of this, which I guess is, this is the final segment, but also hopefully the medias. Um, the June MPDs came out recently, and as usual, Nintendo's kind of kicking ass and taking names. Wii Motion, Wii Motion Plus sold in June about 374,000 units combined between uh, the Tiger Woods PGA Tour 10 bundle and just Motion Plus by itself. And the, the numbers for that is that Tiger Woods sold 205,000 copies of the bundle. That's just a bundle, which Tiger Woods did fantastic in, um, in, in, in its first month. And I think it was, it, was in the, it was in the top 10. And that was just part of what it sold. And then by, by the standalone version of Wii Motion Plus, got 169,000. Yeah, I also heard that Wii Motion Plus sold well in Japan as well, thanks to um, Wii Sports Resort. So people are obviously picking on uh, um, the standalone units up for multiplayer, which, and which uh, all of the um, Wii Motion Plus um, enable games, 
they're all multiplayer games, so it's a nice way for Nintendo to garner those um, sales of the standalone units. But, I mean, Wii Motion Plus seems to be already a, a big success. And with Wii Sports Resort, I can only imagine it going off the charts. I know I got I got mine with Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. And I know you you recently got one with Virtua Tennis 2009. Yeah, so, which is uh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it in Tiger Woods, actually. Uh, I picked it up for the first time in a while. I played it with my family the other day. And it's just it's it's a lot of fun playing with Motion Plus, and I can't wait for Wii Sports Resort. Yeah, but, I, um, I remember back in the April event when we went to the EA event, I had I was struggling with Tiger Woods. Yeah, but that's that's the thing is that like there, there's a trick to it, but once you figure out that trick, it's great. And that's I mean I guess to comment on both my uh, Wii Motion Plus reviews, which are Grand Slam Tennis and Tiger Woods, with Tiger Woods, that moment where you get the trick of it, at least for me, came very quickly. Like I had some I I, I had a rough time in the beginning, but then I just got it. And in Grand Slam Tennis, it took so long to finally get it. And when I got it, I didn't really want to get it because I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, I thought uh, um, back in April it was um, pretty good, but yeah, the it, final it, product looks a little shallow. Yeah, like I think that's the thing is that when we saw it back in April, it's like that was it. We were basically playing the entire game by oh, playing nice. each other in a versus mode. Like there's not much else to it. Yeah. But moving on to other MPD stuff, um, we got the Conduit, which sold um, about 72,000 units, I think just under that. That's how everyone's reporting it. It's not over 70,000, it's under 72,000. Yeah, because, you know, you got to make the Conduit look bad, because that'll get the clicks. <laughs> but, I mean, it didn't really do that bad. I mean, that's what, looking at it, it doesn't look like it did amazing, but I don't think it did awful. And, I mean, there's no way for us to really figure out if it did good or bad. We have to wait to see, you know, what Sega and High Voltage do coming out of this. But yeah, and it was also only out for a week in June too. So yeah, it's pretty respectable numbers for a week. It certainly yeah. did a lot better than Excitebots. <laughs> yeah, Excitebots, which I don't know, sold about three copies. I guess to me, you and like <laughs> some other person. <laughs> yeah, and we had that special event back when it released uh, that special Wi-Fi night. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that that makes up the um, majority of the population who bought it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, the conduit didn't really seem to sell that well. That's kind of the, you know, the hot button issue is how well is it going to do. I don't really know how much, how many legs it's going to get, but I guess, you know, word of mouth if it spreads, which hopefully it will, you know, people will start picking it up. I mean, I, I have the game. Not necessarily in love with it, but I'm not really a big first-person shooter guy, so... Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, from what I've talked to, I mean, like, other people that I know that are more into first-person shooters, they're interested in it, so that's that's great. Yeah, I'm somewhat interested in it, but I guess the summer is a, sl is a slow month for video gaming. Like, yeah. the summer season. Well, and that's also the economy, too. Yeah, and the economy, yeah. Might pick up, like, during the holiday season, because you usually see games... And that's when people usually buy games for yeah. their kids and such. And I don't really think there's going to be, you know, a game for Wii that will challenge the conduit. I guess maybe Dead Space Extraction or something like that. But I don't really see, you know, another game coming in and taking, you know, that first-person shooter territory that Resident the conduit's Evil. in. But Resident Evil, once again, I mean, not not to say that, you know, on-rail shooters and, you know, first-person yeah. shooters where you can move are completely different. But they are. Like, you got... Resident Evil is rated mature. Dead Space is rated mature. You got The Conduit, which is this nice teen-rated game that's probably going to get a marketing push throughout the year. I mean, maybe, unless it, unless 72,000 really is a terrible number. 
I mean, I think it'll pick up. I don't think it's going to be a million seller, but I think it's going to be success successful enough that, you know, high voltage will be a little bit proven as far as selling something, which I hope for. I mean, they're really nice guys. I'm not necessarily, you know, completely in love with the conduit. There's definitely some issues, but, I mean, I stand by um, John's 8.5 review. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a solid game. It's not the best game ever, but it's a very solid game. Yeah, and it's good seeing um, a developer take a serious effort on making a exclusive Wii game. Yeah. Instead of making just a random mini game collection like Redneck Jamboree. <laughs> or, or, or um, I mean, well, well, we'll get to what I think is just going to be a mini game collection in a little bit. But uh, we'll finish up just the top ten software sales. Um, Wii Play wasn't on it for the first time in I don't know, probably when did Wii Play come out? Months. Like three years ago. Yeah, I think the streak um, was 29 months, which that, is that, just insane. It's basically, it's been on the top 10 list since it came out, and it finally fell off. It's probably because of Motion Plus. I mean, maybe people stopped buying remotes, and now they're buying Tiger Woods, which placed at number four in the June 2000 software sales with 272,000 uh, copies, which I am assuming that that's not even including the bundle. Yeah. So I guess combined, Tiger Woods probably did over half a million sold over half a million copies which is great i mean it's a fantastic game yeah and, and EA, it's good to see it getting its due yeah ea did pretty well this month even yeah. even not not even on wii they also um fight night came out and yeah. um it did fight really night, well fight for night came out at six and seven uh 360 just ahead of the ps3 and also they had ea sports active um that was number three in the month just under usc 2009 and prototype and EA Sports Active sold 300,000, which, I mean, that's, that's I think, probably over a million, or at least damn close to it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's, once again, that's great for EA. I mean, they're going to do the, the modular route with EA Sports Active, though, where they come out with, like, expansion packs every six months. But, I mean, that's good. That's good that, you know, they're putting effort into the system, and it's paying off for them. Yeah. Sega, on the other hand, uh, poor Sega. Didn't they? Ma they're making that Pilates game with Daisy Fuentes or something. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. I think that got announced like what two weeks ago, and a release date got announced today, and it's coming out in about two weeks. Like, quick turnaround on that one. I, I think uh, <laughs> they realized that the fitness market was viable. Well, decided to push something out. Well, you see now Nintendo, Sega, Ubisoft, and countless other game other game makers are making fitness games on Wii because they're selling well. Yeah, the fitness the fitness genre is the new tower defense. <laughs> like, it's what everyone's doing. It's it's the flavor of the month, and it all started with We Fit, mm -hmm. and it's all just spiraling out of that. And I think EA is definitely capitalizing on it. Yeah, and uh, We Motion Plus seems to be Nintendo's um, second most popular add-on to the Wii. Yeah, and I mean, going off of that, We Fit also came in at number five this month, and Mario Kart Wii came in at no number eight which uh, 271,000 and 202,000 respectively, which, I mean, that's, it's really, it's Wii is still dominating. I mean, with hardware sales, um, it's slowing down a little bit, but that's really just because of the economy. You can't really blame that on Wii as, a, as an entity slowing down, and DS is still killing, but the, what else is new? Yeah, it, just DS has always been a monster, and it's interesting to see that the breakdown between uh, um, DSi and the DS Lite is almost... 50-50. Like, DSi sold more, but it's relatively close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think that's the case of, like, people are, you know, they want to go out and get a DS, and DSi sold out. I don't think I've... 
I don't think I've seen any problems with TSI selling out, which, you know, it's another famous botch prediction on us, because I believe uh, Mike Gaiman made the comment about how he thought there were going to be he were, there were going to be sellouts. Yeah. At least that, that, that was the buzz, and that's, you know, goes hand-in-hand hand with our Wii prediction back in the day about how you could walk in day one and find one. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we should probably move on from the MPDs, as, you know, we took our time with it. And always fun to talk about MPDs. I know yeah. it seems like every podcast relishes in that, and I, I'm privileged to relish in it yeah, with and the how, rest of the podcasting world. And how but, Wii Mature games are failing on a Nintendo systems, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, what can you do? As long as people keep on trying, I'll be happy, because I'll get to play good games. That's that's all I really want at the end that's of the day. That's all that it matters. Yeah, but going on to, uh, you know, going back from that, how we were talking about how people make mini-game collections earlier, Super Monkey Ball Step and Roll was announced today. There was a countdown site on Sega's website, and I think it was basically the name of the game was leaked a couple weeks ago, I think, by Kotaku, but... Super mm-hmm. Monkey Ball Step and Roll is a new Monkey Ball game, the first console one since the Wii launched with uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz, which was basically a minigame collection. And this new game uses the balance board, but according to the sliver of info that we got, it's a party game that brings back everything you love about Super Monkey Ball and promises plenty of new surprises around every turn. Mm-hmm. Which worries me, because I, I love Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2. Those are really... I remember when GameCube came out, you know, my little 12-year-old self, or however the hell old I was, went over to my friend's house the day it came out, and we played we played Luigi's Mansion, like I watched him play it for a little bit, and then we played Monkey Ball for hours, and it was amazing. And then, like, Banana Blitz, he actually, same friend, got, got that was one of the Wii launch games he got, and we played that, and I, it was, it was, it was awful. Like, I didn't like the controls at all, and the... The minigames just didn't really seem to have, like, the love and care that Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2's minigames had. Like, they ruined Monkey Target. How the hell can you ruin Monkey Target? It's, like, the perfect game. I have no idea. I thought it was okay, but... But the GameCube ones were so, so better. I mean... Uh... I, I have good things. I, I, I have a good feeling that I really hope it'll be good. Yeah, but. considering how um, some people have been spoiled by uh, Marble Saga Koro Rimpa. Yeah. Yeah, that one's a really good alternative to Super yeah, Monkey you, Ball. Yeah, you, you picked that up recently, didn't you? Yeah, and uh, Nick gave, um, I think he gave, gave it, it a, a nine. 9. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a game that I've been wanting to get, but it's just, you know, there's too many games on Wii. Like, there yeah. really is, at least for me. Maybe not for anyone else, but, you know, for... And yet everybody, and <laughs> everybody complains how there's a lack of games on Wii. Yeah, but whatever system you like, you're probably going to bitch about how there's no games on it. Of so course. Whatever. Of or whatever, course. Game, whatever system you don't like, you're going to bitch about it. Yep. But let's go on to uh, the, the next topic, which, Luke, you got. It's is uh, bringing over um, Wizard of Oz uh, Beyond the Yellow Brick Road, which in Japan, it was released as Rizowad. And it's an RPG based on the Wizard of Oz series, and it uses a unique control scheme. The touchscreen is actually used as a trackball, which is a very interesting move. And the visuals, if you ever saw them, they look gorgeous. They look better than the um, Final Fantasy remakes on DS, which are in 3D. And this yeah. game is in 3D as Cause, well. Because how is it? It's a. It's. I mean, it's a 3D. Gra- is it like complete 3D environments, or is it like 
3D characters on a 2D plane or something. It's like a three. It's a 3D environment. In Japan, the games the game got all right reviews, like six through eight. Um, I just uh, never, I never read into it on um, the pros and cons, but just thinking about the trackball controls using um the DS touchscreen just interests me really. I mean, to me, that just kind of reminds me of, like, the, you know, Super Mario 64 DS, where you had the stupid little thumb thing to put on the, the screen, like, uh, yeah, but the yeah, game looks really cool, I, I, I love RPGs with kind of, like, you know, weird, I guess, settings to them, or, like, familiar settings, like, I, I really liked Eternal Sonata, which had the whole thing with, like, Frederick Chopin and everything, <laughs> Yeah. and this game, like, I mean, it looks really cool, like, hell yeah, I'll play an RPG with Dorothy and Toto and, you know, the rest of the gang, Yeah. and, and apparently... Apparently yeah. the story, it, like, basically uses, you know, the the classic story that we all know from the film and everything is kind of like a launching off point. That's just how you started. And then there's this whole thing with, like, four witches that you have to defeat. So it's, like, basically you're collecting crystals or some crap. Yeah, in, the cha- in Japan, uh, the game was released by D3. And uh, recently, D3 got bought out by Namco Bandai, so I'm thinking that um, Xseed actually has contacts in Namco Bandai, so that's how I'm thinking that they acquired the rights to with the help of WB, who probably has the movie rights to the franchise. Yeah, because I believe Xseed is publishing it with a license from Warner Brothers, which Warner Brothers probably reigns dominion over the Wizard of Oz license in uh, America, at least North America. Yep. Well, um... And we got we got one more story before we wrap this up. Um, we got Nix from Nix Quest, uh, Kindred Spirits, the WiiWare game from Over the Top Games, is going to be featured in um, Game Line Studios' Furry Legends, which is another WiiWare game. And I mean, it's another case of WiiWare developers working together. Uh, this uh, what in Super Meat Boy, there's how many independent characters? Or there's uh, like there's twelve characters from um, twelve different independent developers, but those um, those characters aren't really exclusive on to um, WiiWare. Like one of the characters is Tim from Braid, which had um, a Xbox Live Arcade and a PC yeah. release, and um, the latest one was Commander Video, which is the character in the Bit Trip games. Yeah, and I think uh, the the alien from Alien Hominid is going to be a character in Super Meat Boy. Yes. But, I mean, Nick's being in Furry Legends, I mean, you recently did the interview with Gameline Studios, the developers of Furry Legends. Yes, how, I did. It's, it's a, I know it's a ball-rolling game, but from what you know about Furry Legends, how do you think that, you know, like a winged angel chick is going to fit into Furry Legends gameplay? I have no idea, really, but it really has to... Um, do with that the developers that were really big fans of the game so they probably wanted to jump on the opportunity to grab that character as a cameo yeah. appearance yeah no I'm, I'm I mean after reading that interview I'm, I'm really excited for furry legends it looks like it's gonna be great that's coming out in the fourth quarter of this year yeah. and we actually when Nick's quest finally comes out which I'm hoping it's gonna be any week now because I'm I played the game at e3 and I've kind of been building up excitement for it and uh, I actually finished up an interview recently with the Nix Quest developers over the top games, and that'll be going up, I believe, the day that Nix Quest comes out. So, anyone who wants to read an awesome interview, hope that that game comes out soon, or hope that I give up waiting to have an interview come out on the day <laughs> the game comes out and just post the interview. 
Yeah, that's a nice uh, barometer. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be like Battle Poker, which I don't think we mentioned before, how Battle Poker was supposedly finished, or near finish, about a year and a half ago or something like that. Now it's finally coming out on WiiWare. I hope Nintendo doesn't do that with Nick's Quest. It's already out in Europe. Well, we never know the status of uh, WiiWare games, so maybe something fell through. Or... Yeah. And I doubt they had a long queue since they moved up from one to two WiiWare games a week to three now for yeah. the past couple of weeks. And I know, I believe, I think the Monkey Island game, oh no, no, the Monkey Island game, I think, like, there was some rumor that got spread that it was going to come out this week, but I think that, I think Telltale recently said that they don't know when it's going to come out, which, that seems to be the case with all this stuff with WiiWare, is that developers just have no idea when anything is going to come out. Like, talking to over-the-top games... I, you know, asked them, like, do you know when the game's going to come out? And they're like, eh, whenever Nintendo puts it up. It's like they don't have any idea. And yeah. that, that kind of sucks. Yeah, um, going back to um, Game Line with Furry Legends, it's actually um, not their first ball-rolling game because they actually did Lokoroko High on uh, the cell phones for Sony. Oh, yeah, I know, I know they did cell phone stuff. I, did, I didn't know that they uh, worked with Lokoroko. Yeah, so I've it's, actually never played Loco Roco, but I played a hell of a lot of Rolando, and apparently that's like the same game. So yeah, it essentially is. But I think it will be interesting how um, Furry Legends will be their second ball rolling game, and if they used anything um, to and apply it to um, Furry Legends from Loco Roco. Yeah. Yeah, and they said that um, Little Big Planet and uh, also Sonic inspired games, like. The Little Big Planet is um, because of the physics, and Sonic is obviously because of the speed. Speed and um, Sonic can go into a ball uh, to yeah. s to go faster. Yeah. Yeah, and I know. Um, I mean, Furry Legends looks really cool, and like I said, like Nick's Quest looks really cool. I mean, as far as strangely enough, it was asked in the interview, um, did they draw inspiration from Kid Icarus? And they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't at all. And must uh, be also some kind of coincidence. Yeah, it used to be Icar and Kindred Spirits, but apparently that got changed. Yeah, I heard it was a Because of legal reasons. I don't know what legal reasons, but legal reasons nonetheless. I guess maybe someone has a copyright on Icarin. Yeah, well, you never know. And plus, it's better for them since they're a really small developer and they don't really want to waste any money on uh, legal matters. Yeah. I mean, Next Quest, I think, actually fits the game better because, I mean, the main character's name is Next. Not Icarus. Icarus, that's who she's looking to find. But mm -hmm. I guess they wanted to tie into um, Greek mythology more. Yeah. And well, I think that. that's how. I think that's where they've got a lot of inspiration from that. But yeah, guess, it uh, seems like it. I guess. I guess you know that's about it for the the pilot episode of NWR Newscast, or you know something with a better title. I'm not really sold on that name, but it seems to fit. That's a um, good working title. Yeah, yeah, it's it's basically a working title until you know someone gets hit with uh, you know a lightning bolt of inspiration that isn't uh, flavor in your ear or something <laughs> like, or whatever whatever bullshit the uh, the RFN crew came up with. But that's basically Those it's just all involving guys. like objects going into an ear. Oh, I don't know what they've been doing. But I don't even want to know, Neil. I don't <laughs> seriously don't want to know. I'm a little frightened. I think. Uh, a Lin little Lindemann's more been, like Linda has been playing too much Chowaniki, or at least dreaming about it too much. <laughs> but 
I guess we'll see what happens with that. But hopefully, I'm, I mean, as I mentioned before, the plan for this is to basically have it be bi-weekly, kind of opposite weeks where there's supposed to be radio trivia. So, I mean, we'll see how this goes. Um, but for the most part, we're going to try to do it bi-weekly and try to incorporate other members of the staff too, you know, get everyone on here because it's, you know, not going to be that long of a show. It's not going to be kind of like the Herculean effort that Radio Free Nintendo is where you're there for like four days recording. I want, I want, I want to keep this to like a half an hour around then. Right now we're going over a half an hour, but whatever. Just keep it around there. Yeah. And yeah, bi-weekly, so hopefully uh, the next episode will be recorded the first week of August. As also, it works out conveniently because I'm not really going to be around next week. So, <laughs> Nice excuse. Yeah, I will actually be playing Wii Sports Resort while on vacation. I, It's just... Oh, wow. It's like, it's like, it's like a <laughs> weird feeling that I, I might legitimately be playing Wii Sports Resort at a resort. That's crazy. Oh, nice. <laughs> but, um, Maybe that's Nintendo's original intention. <laughs> well, I guess that just about does it for the debut episode of NWR Newscast. Um, I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, signing off. Um, that's Luke Balitsky. Balitsky. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'll, I'll get it someday. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, just like how Johnny screwed up your name. Yeah.